30 minutes ago or so, 45, maybe an hour by now. But uh, if you can, can you put up 1 Corinthians 13? I want to talk about love tonight. And uh, everyone wants to love and be loved. We all need to be loved. We need to love our families. We need to love our spouses. We need to love our children. We all need to be loved. And the greatest desire is in that love you have peace. And without peace, there's not much else, is there? Because we should have peace with God. We have the peace of God. And uh, when that peace comes, it's pretty incredible. And I'm just going to walk down a verse at a time. And uh, everybody knows the passage. I quoted it about every wedding that I do. But the Apostle Paul was sneaking this greatest gift in between chapter 12, which has unity and diversity, those gifts they were fussing back and forth about, and then in chapter 14 about prophecies and tongues. And uh, he's saying, but you know, every gift is good, but there's a gift that's better than all the other gifts. And the reason it's better than all the other gifts is because we could go back to John chapter 3 and quote John 3.16 and what's the greatest gift that has ever been given? It's the gift of God's Son. And we know that He loves us. He loves the whole world. We know when we come to Galatians 2.20, we know that He loves us personally. And we know when we go to Ephesians 5.25, that we as, as men and women, husband and wife, we're to love as Christ loved the church. So love is an incredible gift from God. It is the greatest gift that we have. And Paul starts this out, and the reason he starts out like this is because people were bragging about the gifts they had. <laughs> Isn't that a strange thing to do? But you know what? We are prideful, aren't we? And oftentimes... We want to extol our virtues and let others know how great we are or we do it because, well, we may not feel as good about ourselves as we'd like to. But he starts off this way. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And Paul says, you know, it doesn't matter what I say, or what I do, or what I speak, what matters is that I have love. Because you've heard some people say, I mean, they can can sound so mushy, you know, but then there's no substance there. There's no reality of the love. And that's what Paul is saying. If I speak the tongues of men and angels, but I don't have love, guess what? I'm just making noise. I'm just making noise because it doesn't mean a thing. And then he continues by saying, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. It doesn't matter what we're able to accomplish in this life if it's not about love. Because love 
It's mightier than moving a mountain. And Jesus said, you know, if you had enough faith, you could say to this mountain, move into the sea and it would go. But the whole idea is whatever gift we have, the gift of love is greater. And, and, and Paul is saying, listen, if I have all prophecy, which, you know, you can stand up and, and you could prophesy or you could foretell or foretell. He said that would mean nothing if you don't have love. And if you had all knowledge, which is an impossibility, because only God has all knowledge. But if you did have all knowledge, it wouldn't mean anything without love. So it wouldn't matter how much you know, it's how much you grow in love. It's, it's, it's how much you love the Lord, how much you love your fellow man. And if we don't, then, well, I don't have anything. And then he continues and says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Though I give my body to be burned. Though I give all my goods to feed the poor. And what did Jesus tell the rich young ruler? Give it all to him. Give it all to him. And... You know, that's why it's so important that we give our love first and foremost to God. And then we're able to love those around us more and with a greater depth. And then he continues, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. It does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It suffers long and is kind. And when I think about that, I think of Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It says that God demonstrated His love toward us and that while we were still sinners, what did Christ do? He died for us. He died for us. John says, you know, there's no greater love than this to lay down your life for a friend in John 15, 13. So this concept of love that God loves us that much and we are to love Him back and then we are to love others. It suffers long and is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't want what somebody else has. It doesn't parade itself. It's not puffed up. It's not you know, manufactured. It's real. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked thinks no evil. You know, real love can't behave rudely, can it? It can't. It can't be puffed up. It can't be provoked. It thinks no evil. I mean, a pure, undiluted, undefiled love that God has for us is so powerful. It's the most powerful thing in the world. And that love, that ability to love others comes from God through His Son in the form of the Holy Spirit where we are able to love others as He loves us. Obviously, not to the extent because we don't have that capacity, but He did tell us a little bit later that uh, we'll know even as we're known. And that means that we'll be able to have a deeper love for one another. Also, It does not rejoice in iniquity, but here's what it rejoices in, the truth. Can there be love, real love, if you can't trust the person you're with? If they aren't truthful? I mean, you can't, can you? 
Real love is, is truthful, it's honest, it, 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 it does believe all things and bears all things and hopes all things and endures all things. It never fails and it doesn't rejoice in iniquity. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. You know, John also wrote, the first epistle of John. In chapter 4, verse 18, <clears throat> he said, Perfect love cast out fear. Because when there is fear, it's torture. But perfect love casts that out. And, and that's, that's when we become followers of Jesus Christ and we experience that perfect love that God has for us. It passes that fear out. There's no longer fear. Because we are loved by God. And what a great thing when somebody actually loves you, right? I mean, what, what could be more precious than that type of love where there is no fear and there is no iniquity and there's truth and there's the ability to believe and bear all things? And then he says, in verse 8, love never fails. Wasn't that the truth? I mean, isn't that the truth, love never fails? We, we, I think we need to let that sink in. Love never fails. Why? Because real love always wants more for the person you love than it wants for you. It's giving. It's sharing. It's acknowledging. Where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Paul's saying, you know, all these things you guys are bragging about that you have, it's going to pass away. <laughs> Those gifts aren't the perfect gift. Those are, gifts aren't the greatest gifts. And what, what often people did, they, like the, the, the Corinthians here, they were puffed up because they, had, they thought they had a special gift. And they were bragging about it. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. And listen to this. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man... I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. You know, you think about that. We see in a mirror dimly. Their mirrors weren't like our, our mirrors. Not even close. You couldn't get a good view of who you looked like but some ladies my wife has this mirror and it's got like 12 times the magnification on one side now, I don't know about you but I don't want to see that clearly <laughs> because all it's going to show are deficits so when she pulls that out I run but 
Paul was saying, listen, we just don't see ourselves as we truly are. And then he said, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Now, Easter is almost on us. Let's share His love between now and Easter and invite people to come. Because listen, people without Jesus Christ are separated from God forever. And I don't think that we understand how horrible hell really is. I read the story years ago about this man who was not a believer. And the pastor was talking to him, and he said, and he lived in London. And the man said to the pastor, said, If I believed what you guys say you believe, I would crawl over broken glass all over London telling people about Christ. I thought about that and I thought, hmm, we won't even walk across the street. So if we believe what we say we believe, let's make a difference this Easter and someone's eternity can be altered. All right? Amen. All right, we have something.